Today's message isn't actually for the people in this room. It is, but it isn't. So uh, kind of let me explain that. Um, today's Palm Sunday, as uh, Lynn talked about some really cool stuff. And so that means next week is Easter. It's Easter. And so um, we're going to have a lot of new faces here, right? A lot of new faces, a lot of returning faces. And so this message is it's for them because uh, in the church world, we call Easter the Super Bowl baby, right? Like it's, it's the day. We're going to have more people here than we will ever have basically for the rest of the year other than Christmas. You got the CEOs, Christmas, Easter onlys, the Creasters, whatever they call them, right? And I just call them, I'm just happy to have them here, right, to be honest. And so really, this message is kind of for them, but they're not here yet, right? They're hiking right now. They're walking their dogs. They're at the gym. They're doing other things. Awesome, right? They're going to be here next week. And so this kind of is a conversation about them. And so... Um, if you don't know, here at Freedom, we're really called to a group of people called the Spiritually Curious. We've talked about this before. I'll go into that a little bit more. Uh, but it's something that it's really the heart of, of Mike and, and me to reach these people that are spiritually curious. And so just to kind of explain what that is just a little bit more, um, think about like it's people who are like open to the idea of faith. It's the beginning part of that journey, think of it like the trial phase on like, like an app, right? Like that 14-day free trial, right? So we got a lot of people coming in here who don't know what's what, they haven't ever been in religion before, or maybe they're trying it for the first time in years. And they're just trying to figure out, is this something that I want to have be a part of me and be a part of my, my life, my story? And that's where you guys kind of come in because you'll probably be here next week too. And you'll get to talk and see and hang out with these people. And that's kind of cool. That's really cool, actually. So we're going to go ahead and get into the scripture. And so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of backstory. We don't have any slides today, but we're going to be in Acts 15. So if you want to pull out your cellular device or if you have a Bible that is written in words on paper, you can use that too, you weirdo. <laughs> Just get the app. <laughs> Way easier to carry. But yeah, so here's a little bit of backstory. So Acts 15 takes place about 20 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus. There's been some time for the movement of Jesus to grow, but kind of up to this point, it's been a mainly Jewish movement. Um, but now it's incorporating another group of people called the Gentiles. The Gentiles are people who aren't Jewish. Um, they don't. They didn't grow up Jewish, so they don't adhere to any of the Jewish law, tradition, or practices. And so now, the Jewish leaders of the Jesus movement are trying to figure out what are the rules, right? Because they've been working for the Jewish people, but now there's people who aren't Jewish. So what are these new rules? What does it look like? What do we actually care about in this movement? Um, because the rules that were, they were following, the law of Moses, they don't work anymore. Um, so they got to find new rules. Um, so some of these individuals are Jewish Pharisees that are part of the, the Jesus movement, and they want to bring as much of what they already know into the Jesus movement with them. That includes all of the law, 
And for guys, it's really important because part of this thing is being circumcised. So there's a lot on the line for what ends up happening here. And then other Jewish people like Paul are like, hey, man, that's kind of unfair. Like, that's a lot for any person to learn if they didn't grow up in it. And so there's this, this argument going on, and I'm going to read about that argument and kind of where they're at. And so I'm going to be starting in Acts 15. We're going to go 1 through 6. So here we go. Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch. Here is what they were teaching the believers. Moses commanded you to be circumcised, they said. If you aren't, you can't be saved. But Paul and Barnabas didn't agree with this. They argued strongly with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed to go up to Jerusalem. Some other believers were chosen to go with them. They were told to ask the apostles and the elders about this question. The church sent them on their way. They traveled through Phoenicia to Samaria. There they told how the Gentiles had turned to God. This news made all of the believers very glad. When they arrived in Jerusalem, the church welcomed them. The apostles and the elders welcomed them there too. Then Paul and Barnabas reported everything God had done through them. Some of the believers were Pharisees. They stood up and said, the Gentiles must be circumcised. They must obey the, the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders met to consider this question. And then Peter got up. Peter stands up. And I love this because this is a guy, keep in mind, he's been, he's been on this train for 20 years. So what I'm about to read is 20 years of perspective in the game of Christianity, the beginning part of it. And for me, this little piece of scripture right here is an epic mic drop moment in the Bible, right? So after they had talked it over, and this is me, I'm going to start reading the Bible, Acts 15, 7 through 13. After they had talked it over, Peter got up and spoke to them. Brothers, he said, you know that some time ago God chose me. He appointed me to take the good news to the Gentiles. He wanted them to hear the good news and believe. God knows the human heart. By giving the Holy Spirit to the Gentiles, he showed that he accepted them. He did the same for them as he has done for us. God showed that there is no difference between us and them. That's because he made their hearts pure because of their faith. Now then, why are you trying to test God? You test him when you put a heavy load on the shoulders of Gentiles. Other people of long ago, oh, sorry, our people of long ago couldn't carry that load. We can't either know. We believe we are saved through the grace of our Lord Jesus. The Gentiles are saved in the same way. Everyone became quiet as they listened to Barnabas and Paul. They were telling about the signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. When they finished, James spoke up. Brothers, he said, listen to me. That's Acts 15, 17 through 13. And... Um, I'm going to stop real quick and just kind of bring a point up. And I'm not the first person to talk about this point, but it's too good for me not to, to take it and share it. What's about to be said by James is really important because James is the brother of Jesus, right? He's, he's 
He's his brother. That's crazy, right? Who here has siblings? Let's buy, let's buy hands. Who has siblings? Okay. What does your brother or sister or your sibling have to do for you to be like, yeah, they're the Lord, right? <laughs> like, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so for me, there's a lot of validity in the story of Jesus' brother. For him to be like, I'm going to follow you, you know, that's crazy. That's awesome. And so for me, I always want to take a second. That's awesome. Right? Because I'd be like, even if I saw my brother turn water into wine, I'd be like, you got lucky. Right? Like, you got lucky. That ain't happening two times in a row. You ain't. That ain't you, bro. So, okay. Back to the scripture. Acts 15, 13 through 18. When, uh, when they finished, James spoke up. Brothers, he said, listen to me. Simon Peter has explained to us what God has now done. He has chosen some of the Gentiles to be among his very own people. The prophet's words agree with that. They say, and this is James quoting the, the Bible, after this, I will return and set up again David's fallen tent. I will rebuild what was destroyed. I will make it what it used to be. Then everyone else looked to the Lord. This includes all the Gentiles who belong to me, says the Lord. The Lord is the one who does these things. And that's Amos 9, 11 through 12. The Lord does things that, we, that have been known from long ago. And now here's the big takeaway. This is what we need to be thinking about for next week. Here's the big takeaway. Acts 15, 19. Now here is my decision. We should not make it hard for the Gentiles who are turning to God. We should not make it hard for the Gentiles who are turning to God. James then goes and establishes some rules in the new church. We're not going to talk about those rules, mainly because I don't think that those rules apply to people who are spiritually curious just yet. And if we ever get into those words, that's a discussion Pastor Mike needs to have. I don't have that authority on this stage, and I don't want to even presume that I do. I want that to come through the top of the chain. So we're not going to go there. It's not important. Spiritually curious people, I don't think this applies to them. Um, so again, we should not make it hard for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Or to say that differently, we should not make it difficult for those who are spiritually curious. And this is the part of the message where I'm going to start talking about fitness gyms. Who goes to the gym? Anybody here go to a gym? Yeah? Not a lot of people go to the gym? Okay. More of you guys go to the gym. It's fine. It's cool. I go to the gym sometimes. But yeah, so there are a ton of different types of gyms, all designed to help the customer reach their intended goal. So I have a list of a couple different types of gyms and the goals. So we have uh, LA Fitness. Their goal is just general fitness. Then you have Anytime Fitness. Their goal is general fitness, but at like 2 in the morning, right? And then you have Gold's Gym. Their goal typically is like bodybuilding. It's that type of a gym. And then we have something in Albuquerque, it's called the Iron Souls Gym. That's a powerlifting gym. And then you have these things called CrossFit Gyms, and their goal is to help people be psychopaths. So, <laughs> CrossFit people, man, it's like, I get it. You can kip. I don't care. <laughs> so, okay, and then 
one of my favorite gyms because it's such an unfavorite gym. And it's a gym we're going to talk about a little bit today is a gym called Planet Fitness. Who knows about Planet Fitness? Planet Fitness, OK. What do we know about Planet Fitness? Let's, what, what are the big takeaways? What, what do we think about Planet? What was that? No judgment. No judgment? What else do we know about Planet Fitness? Has anybody been there? The Lunk Alarm. Yes, anything else? It's cheap. It's, it's really cheap. And they give discounts to like students, which is awesome. Anything else? Tanning beds. Tanning beds, yes. Anything else? Anything? Yes, they do the pizzas, right? They, okay, so yeah, here we go. It's awesome. So an article from Entrepreneur Magazine ranked Planet Fitness the best fitness franchise owned in 2022, stating an increase of 35.2% in location growth in the last three years. That's during COVID, by the way. So like, that's really awesome. Um, Planet Fitness got its start in 1992 when Michael Grondel acquired a struggling gym. He reduced the membership price to compete against better known brands and focused on serving occasional or first time gym users. Every Planet Fitness location holds a pizza night for members once a month, as well as bagel morning. And Tootsie Rolls are available at any time if anybody wants a Tootsie Roll. It's pretty cool. Each gym has something called a lunk alarm to discourage behavior such as grunting and dropping weights. So Planet Fitness's success does not come out of being a good gym. It's, in the normal sense, it's a horrible gym. Right? Like, it really is. Like, the first time I went to a Planet Fitness, I was like, this is like Fisher Price first gym, right? Like, there ain't nothing that I need here. I'm like, where's the free weights? No. Okay. So, just to know there's no free weights? No. I can't make any noises? No. Got it. So, if you're, if you're a gym person, if you've been in gym culture, when you go to any time, not any time, Planet Fitness, it's weird. It's odd. It's strange, right? And that's that's good. Why? Because Planet Fitness's success comes from not making it difficult for those who want to go to the gym to actually go to the gym. Those people that don't like going to the gym because of maybe, maybe they are that person that's a little bit older or, or, or a lot heavier or whatever it is. All of the stigma, all of the stuff is not there, right? Planet Fitness is cheap really cheap. It's like 15 bucks a month, if that. Planet Fitness keeps you from getting injured because they don't have these things called free rates. Everything is machine, right? Uh, Planet Fitness manages the experienced gym goers from intimidating new members with the lunk alarm. That's the whole purpose is it, it stops the intimidation of that. And last but not least, Planet, Planet Fitness creates a familiar and a friendly atmosphere. You have pizza. Right? You have these things from the outside world that don't really belong in the gym world, but they're there because the people who are gym curious need that kind of stuff. It's, it's too much to go all the way to the other side. And yeah, there's a broad spectrum of humans, and some people go straight to a CrossFit gym, and they do phenomenal. But the, the data shows that that's not the majority of people. The majority of people by which franchise is growing are kind of on the fringe. They're fringe based gym goers. So in short, Planet Fitness, let me read that again. In short, Planet Fitness has more people going to the gym because it has destroyed traditional gym culture, right? My dream for Freedom Church 
is that we are the planet fitness of churches, right? That's my dream. Next week, we're going to a lot of, it's going to be like, next week is going to be like New Year's resolution gym, right? Like, have you ever been to the gym in January and you're like, wow, there's a lot of people that aren't going to be here next month, right? <laughs> right? So that's going to be tomorrow, or sorry, next week for us. We're going to have all of these brand new faces, all of these brand new families who are all spiritually curious or maybe trying to out church for the first time because culture in America says you go to church this week and then after you do that, you go eat some ham to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus who was a Jewish man. <laughs> let's, let's go eat some pork, y'all. I don't, I don't know, man. It's crazy to me. So what can we do? What's the win? How do we know if we show up next week, we did what we can do? I have three things, they're pretty darn simple. It's we can be friendly, we can be relational, we can be welcoming. It's easy, right? You go talk to people. Why don't you stop going to church? Nobody talked to me. Why was that? I didn't talk to them. Well, whose fault is that? I think it's the people who go here on a regular basis, right? It's familiar for y'all. It's not familiar for them, you know? Think about your first time doing anything. It's awkward. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. You don't know where the bathroom is. You don't know anybody's names. You don't know what the person on the stage is about to say or about to do, or, or if anybody in the back row is going to say something weird, right? It's, it, it's, it's crazy. It's weird. It's confusing. So just saying hi is a big deal. Uh, for me, the win for Easter is not seeing new faces on Easter. It's not seeing new families on Easter. It's seeing those new faces and seeing those new families the week after Easter and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that and so on and so forth, because that means that relationship is happening. And if you take notes, which is awesome, go ahead and just write that word relationship down, because that is, that is it here. We're a relationship-based church. We believe who Jesus is, we believe in the power of Jesus, and we believe that relationship happens in circles and not rows. Right? We need to come together in smaller organizations and, and connect groups and really get to meet each other. Right? I don't know how much... I, when you this is a side point. When you invite people over into your house for the first time, you normally meet them at the front door. Right? And these people use the front door because they don't know that you regularly go through your side door. Right? There's no understanding of who you are. And then you take them through the foyer, you have, a, you have your foyer conversation, you go into the living room, and you have a living room conversation, which is a little bit deeper, right? And then from that living room conversation, you eventually make your way into the kitchen, and that's whenever you have the kitchen conversation, and that is a deep conversation. This space right here is a foyer space. We're not going to have those deep conversations here, but we're going to have conversations that lead to the kitchen, right? The kitchen conversations don't happen here. They happen whenever you invite somebody over for coffee. They happen when, whenever you decide that you guys are gonna go on a canoeing trip together or go basically do life together. That's what this place is. It's a launching pad. Freedom Church is a launching pad for better relationships to happen, for deep, true, real relationships to happen. That's awesome right? We had this turbulent moment in this church because 
we're a baby church, right? You have people coming and bringing what they got and, and us bringing what we got. And then at least in me, like, man, I'll tell you right now, like two-year-old, or this isn't even a watch. I just out of habit look at it. This is a whoop band. <laughs> Don't get a whoop band. They're great, but they're awesome. And they're great, they're awesome, and they're horrible because they tell you everything that you're not good at, and I'm very competitive. So that's a whole side note. But anyways, two year ago, Seth would probably not like today, Seth, but today, Seth loves this church. And today, Seth is willing to go places that two-year-old Seth wouldn't go. And the amount of relationships and the amount of people that I hang out with that most people here would be like, what are you doing? I love it. I love my life right now. I love who I'm, I'm hanging out with and the, the change that I'm seeing in people's lives that I wasn't seeing two years ago before COVID. Okay, that's it. That's the message. I'm done talking about that. So can I get everybody to stand up so we can pray? Awesome. So let's bow our heads. Here we go. Father God, Lord, thank you for who you are, God. Thank you for being real. Thank you for being true. Thank you for sending your son. Lord, I pray for next week, God. I pray that you would um, do an amazing work, God. I pray right now that you would begin, even in this moment, working in the lives and the hearts of the people in this room and the people of this community, God, and that you would begin to reveal yourself in real, tangible ways. Lord, right now, I pray for this entire church, God, that you would protect us, that you would keep us safe in this, in this time of growth that we see right now because there are entities and individuals out there that hate to see this. And so attack is around the corner, God. So right now I pray for barriers of safety for all of the people here, God, that, that you would be here and that you would make yourself real and protect us in that. Uh, Lord, right now I pray for anybody here for the first time who might be spiritually curious, Lord, that, that you would begin to reveal yourself to them, God. And maybe that's just through us. Maybe it's, it's us being Jesus in their life, Lord. It's a simple thing, saying hi. It's a simple thing, but it's a big thing. God, right now, for all those people who are, are on that, that line of maybe they want to be in a relationship with you, God. I pray right now that you would begin to whisper to them and into their hearts, Lord, that, that, that they would have some sort of confirmation that you are real right now, God. And, and if that is you, uh, please meet up at the end. We would love to talk to you about what that means. Lord, thank you again for who you are, for sending your son. You are good. You will always be good. Your love is true. Amen. Awesome. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster. As well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.